This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farm bill. Lots of issues on the table. Canada agrees to kill Class 7 dairy support in trade pact. And Taiwan pledges to go big on U.S. soybeans. Farm bill. Lots of issues on the table. The 2014 Farm Bill has officially expired, and the partisan bickering that has broken out in recent days over negotiations on a replacement law doesn't bode well for getting an agreement soon for Congress to consider before the end of the year. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cataway issued a statement on Friday accusing Senate negotiators of slowing down the talks. Democrats on the Senate Ag Committee responded with a statement yesterday blaming the holdup on House Republicans. Well, in an exclusive AgriPulse open mic interview, Conway says there are a lot of issues on the table still to be resolved. He forcefully defended the House bill on a variety of disputes, including eliminating energy programs and the conservation stewardship program. He says the talks were, quote, moving along, but, quote, sometimes at a glacier-like speed that drives me crazy. One of the Farm Bill programs that saw its funding halt is the Foreign Market Development, or FMD, program, and that's already causing big problems, according to the U.S. Wheat Associates. The group says that FMD, which has a $34.5 million budget a year, is key in helping them and many other organizations expand and maintain foreign markets. Vince Peterson, president of the U.S. Wheat Associate, says the FMD program is fundamental to our work promoting U.S. wheat around the world. We use FMD funding to cover the salaries of more than 40 non-American employees and expenses for 14 overseas offices. Canada agrees to kill Class 7 dairy support and trade pact. Canada has agreed to do away with its Class 7 dairy pricing program as a part of a deal struck last night to rewrite the Trilateral North American Trade Pact. The overall agreement has been renamed. It's now known as the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA. Senior U.S. administration officials told reporters that Canada also agreed to generally increase market access to U.S. producers, but did not specify how much. The Trump administration is already calling the deal to eliminate Class 7 of victory, and U.S. dairy farmers are certain to agree. The Trump administration has been adamant for more than a year of talks that Canada shut down Class 7, a relatively new policy that U.S. dairy claims is flooding the international market with subsidized Canadian skim milk powder and doing hundreds of millions of dollars in damage to U.S. exports. September 30th was the latest deadline for the NAFTA deal set by the Trump administration. That's in order to get an agreement that can be signed by Mexico's outgoing president, Enrique Peña Nieto, before the new administration takes office December 1st. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Canadian Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland said in a joint statement, USMCA will give our workers, farmers, ranchers, and businesses a high-standard trade agreement that will result in freer markets, fairer trade, and robust economic growth in our region. We look forward to further deepening our close economic ties when this new agreement enters into force. Taiwan pledges to go big on U.S. soybeans. A delegation of Taiwanese trade officials and business leaders made a big promise during a trip to Minnesota last week. The group, including Yao Kyun Hung, chairman of the Taiwan Vegetable Oil Manufacturers Association, 
promised Taiwan would buy about $1.56 billion worth of American soybeans that over the next two years. That's roughly 3.2 to 3.9 million metric tons of soybeans, and it's also an increase from the past couple of years. Taiwan, according to USDA data, imported about 2.9 million metric tons of soybeans in 2016 and 17 combined. Well, that's roughly $1.16 billion worth of soybeans. Minnesota's trade relations with countries around the world, including Taiwan, are critical to helping our farmers sell their products in the global marketplace. That, according to Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton, with the USDA predicting the largest U.S. soybean crop ever, these export opportunities are vitally important. It's not just the big crop farmers are worried about. It's also the ongoing trade war between the U.S. and China. Chinese retaliatory tariffs, 25% of U.S. soybeans, has resulted in Chinese importers cutting back on purchases. We have worked hard to establish relationships with the people of Taiwan. That according to Minnesota Agriculture Commissioner Dave Fredrickson. Those relationships are paying off in the form of market opportunities for Minnesota's farmers, which are critically important given our current ag economy. USDA lets poultry processors speed up. The Food Safety and Inspection Service has updated its criteria for determining when line speeds at chicken plants may be increased from 140 birds a minute to 175 birds a minute. In a Federal Register notice published on Friday, FSIS published the criteria, which were included in a response to a petition filed by the National Chicken Council. That petition sought to establish a waiver program to permit young chicken slaughter establishments to operate without line speeds if they participate in the new poultry inspection system and the FSIS Salmonella Initiative Program and develop a system for monitoring and responding to loss of process control. That according to FSIS and the Federal Register Notice. FSIS turned down the petition, but the National Chicken Council said it was pleased the agency had laid out a path forward for plants seeking waivers to operate at 175 birds a minute. NCC spokesman Tom Super said the safety record of plants operating at 175 birds a minute, both in the U.S. and in dozens of countries all over the world, has been proven time and again. Food and Water Watch, however, said that plants in the new poultry inspection system fail the agency's salmonella performance standard at a greater rate than those that have not opted into the new system. NCC said that the NPIS converted establishments have similar salmonella levels to other like establishments. Here is today's She Said It. Yes, that's Senator Debbie Stabenow's answer when she was asked if she would like to chair the Senate Ag Committee in the event that Democrats win control of the Senate in November. The current top Democrat on the panel continued, Certainly, Senator Roberts and I would continue to work as partners either way, whoever is chair. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.